Hey everybody, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. My name's Brandon. And I'm Craig. Yes, you are. It is a beautiful, not super hot. No, it's like 51. Yep. It's only going to get up to like, what, 65 today? If that. It's going to be nice. I'm going to tell you something. Last night was chilly. I was sitting out back and um, the wind was not strong, but it was strong enough to where I was a little chilly. I had to go and get a sweatshirt on. And, um, you know, if you've had it, in, what was it, the day before, it was 87 degrees or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing about this weather, it's just been so um, rainy and then sunny, mm-hmm. rainy and sunny. My yard, I yeah. cut it like four, three days ago, needs to be cut again. I cut mine. Christian had a ball game Saturday afternoon. Excuse me, at like one forty-five, and so I was cutting my yard at nine thirty uh, Saturday morning. Yard looked good when I went by the by your house. Thanks, by yeah, the way, yeah. So, um, you know, we're sitting here. I'm drinking um, whatever was in the Keurig. There, you're drinking what? You're drinking. I know what's in the Keurig. Folgers. That's because what I is. had it the other day. My yeah. least, besides Starbucks, my least favorite coffee. It's all right. It's not bad. It's it's, it's it, not bad. I will it's, actually say it. Actually, I had one the other day. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Thank you. It wasn't yeah, bad. It's not bad. So, what are you drinking? I am drinking coffee or die by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I, I. We didn't get anybody to give us coffee today, and um, you know, I don't want to really just beg for it. But uh, there we go. But you did tell me something that's coming. That <laughs> you're going to absolutely love. I'm actually looking forward. I, I got to tell you guys something before he tells you about this. This man. Not only has a love for one Bryce Harper who I, plays mm. for the Philadelphia Phillies, but this man sitting across from me right now has a bromance with Justin Bieber, and you can't tell me that you don't because I can see it in your eyes right now. Okay, so here's the truth: the Bryce Harper thing is true. It's not true. It is actually it is. Cause but I I've always liked. I have always liked Justin Bieber. Um, and so June the sixth, I think. Sarah McKee sent sent me a text the other day. She was like, I had to share this with you so you and Craig weren't surprised next time you were getting coffee. So Justin Bieber is from Canada. Justin Bieber grew up drinking Tim Hortons because Tim Hortons originated in Canada. Please tell us about Justin Bieber's um, life. <laughs> but yeah, and anyway, so Justin was a young child. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so they've teamed up. Oh, he up. knows. He, they, he knows exactly what he's talking about. They teamed up with Biebs. And for those Biebs bits back mm. in the wintertime. Remember, mm. they had the beanies for sale and all that stuff. I uh, said yeah. I was going to buy you a beanie, oh, but I never oh, did. Yeah. Um, but So now they've teamed up with him again. The Biebs bits are coming back, but they're also having a cold brew, like French vanilla coffee come out. And it's called Biebs Brew. Biebs Brew. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm a black coffee kind of guy, but I'm going to try it. Oh, I know you are. I am. I know you are. And if... um you know, Tim Hortons put out Harper's Brew. I know you'd have that too. So. Negative. No, oh, yeah, you would. Negative. Dude, your son's wearing Bryce Harper cleats, so you can't tell me you don't love. Okay, the guy. those were the best cleats I could find. They're Under Armors, which I do love. Under Armour. You should see his eyes right now. You know he loves Bryce Harper. Come on. But go. they were high tops, and they were perfect. They're nice cleats. <laughs> you know what? There are worse players in in the MLB. Dude, he won the MVP. Like, yeah, he, he won the MLB. Yeah, the MLB. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he uh, he won the um, you know the National League MVP last year, right? So I don't, I can't remember. All I remember uh-huh. anybody winning was the Braves winning the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they dumped all their players, and now they're feeling that. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like they'll win <laughs> they, two games. That, that I heard the other day. I was listening when I was mowing. They had a super early game, um, and so I was listening to it, and they were. Um, Talking about how the Braves are the only team to not have either a three-game win streak or lose streak. That has to be the Reds because they only won eleven games. I mean, well, I think I think the Reds won, but three at one time, like the Braves oh, okay, have gotcha, not gotcha, had gotcha. a a winning streak of more than three oh, okay, games gotcha, or a gotcha. losing streak okay, of more. Gotcha. Than, like they're just kind of consistently win a couple games, right, right, lose right, a couple right, games, right, win gotcha. a couple games, lose gotcha. a couple yeah. games. See, like when I was a kid. The Reds have got more than a three-game lose streak. Don't worry, we know the um, the big red machine. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, would win seven, eight games in a row, lose one. Yeah, they'd win six to eight games in a row, lose one. They'd lose seven or eight. They'd win seven or eight games, lose one. You turn around and you look, and they're like twenty-one and four. You're like, whoa, what what's going on there? In nineteen seventy, they won seventy out of their first hundred games. Um, incredible. It was, they were just an incredible team. So it's really hard for me to watch baseball now. It's just really hard. It's really hard for you to watch the Reds right now. It's really hard for me, yeah, to, to watch the Reds right Have now. Have they hit double digit wins yet? <laughs> yeah, 11. They got okay. 11. Yeah. Okay. Come on, bro. They got 11. Oh, wow. They're way above that. <laughs> yeah. Way into really double digits. Good, right. <laughs> so, um, I know we got, uh, you know, a few things going on and, you know, stuff happening, but, um, I also know that, um, tomorrow, 
Mm-hmm. This music means we got a birthday or it means we got an anniversary. Tomorrow is, is that your and Allie's anniversary. It is. 14 so happy years. 14th anniversary to you and to Allie to you because, uh, I know it's been a long, grueling 14 years, right? Right. Yes. Thank you, Allie, for putting up with me for 14 years. I love you. Um, happy anniversary. You know, we're I think, um, I think we're actually going to get to go out to dinner, just the two of us. Really? It doesn't happen very often, so so that's good. Thanks to my mother-in-law who's gonna and father-in-law who are going to watch the kids for a little bit. We don't have a baseball game, so there's that. There is that. Um, Where are you going? McDonald's? We haven't decided yet. We were talking Starbucks. about – We were actually talking about – yeah, Starbucks, absolutely. I'm going to get a croissant and drink a coffee. Um, we were actually talking about going to Top Golf, but I don't think we are. I think we're just going to go grab I dinner gotcha. somewhere. You should go axe throwing. Well, and here's the deal. Like, Allie, is, she gets pretty intense, and so yeah. I would rather her throw a – Golf club at me than an axe if I <laughs> make her mad. <laughs> she go bowling or something. You should go bowling. See, she's not here to defend herself. No, she's not. I really I, do. When she listens, I bet she will defend herself. She will. That's where we all need our popcorn and come over and watch that show. I love you, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, I hope you have a good day. I hope you guys go somewhere nice. I hope you guys, uh, have another, uh, you know, 14, um, happy years and beyond that. So, yeah, yeah. but happy anniversary to you and also to you, Allie and, um, you guys, um, you know, who knows what the next 14 will bring. Exactly. It's been a, been a fun ride for the first 14. Mm-hmm. So happy the entire 14? Yeah, for the most part. You know, uh, we're, it's marriage. We've had our ups and downs. We're in a good stride right now, though. You know, yeah. I think, I think that happens, doesn't it? And the, you know, and the emphasis is on for right now. now. Right. Right now. Yeah. No, it's, it's been great. It, it really has. that comment about being you know, aggressive. And you, and, you know, as well as I do. Um, when you're in full-time ministry, you know, it's not just you, you know, you, your wife is, right. is in that ministry. She's right there alongside of you. You know, she catches the brunt of a lot of things. She's, right. um, right there. And so I, I couldn't do what I do and wouldn't have been able to have done what I've done the last 14 years if it hasn't been for her and right. her support and right. love right. and right. sometimes, you know, talking me through things right. and just being there to listen. And so I appreciate her for that. Well, I don't think that people realize, um, like, when you're in the ministry or you're a minister or you're on staff at a church somewhere, how much that is so much different than anybody else who comes to church. Right. And um, how difficult it is mm-hmm. because if something goes wrong at church or people are mad at you at church, you know, if somebody gets mad at you at your job, like if I'm working at Honda or if I'm working at Chiquita Banana or Great American Insurance mm-hmm. and somebody's honked off at me, my boss has honked at me, I can go to church and go to my people, go to my small group and everything's fine. Somebody's honked at me here. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Right. This is my job. This is my church. This is my people. So if I got 50 people honked off of me, it's not fun sometimes. <laughs> right. It's right. actually miserable mm-hmm. at times, to yep. be honest with you. And, um, you know, there's not being in the ministry is the craziest thing that that I've it ever is. seen. I, I actually would not encourage anybody to do it if you're not called to do it. Exactly. Because exactly. if you're not called to do it, you're going to absolutely be miserable. And even if you are called, mm-hmm. you're going to be miserable right. at times. But God has a way that if you're called into the ministry to allow you to see things. Now, I have fought the ministry. Yeah. Literally, I fought it for almost 30 years. Yeah. Tried to get out, got out. Had went back in, got out, went back in, got out, went back in, got out, went back in, and um, I fought it tooth and nail. I almost felt like Jonah my entire life, you know, right. just you know running and trying not to do it, and maybe God won't see me, but yeah. God sees you wherever you're at. And yeah. but um, so yeah, you're right about that. When your wife, um, you know, as a support person, you know, she's you know she's there, and and she's actually more than a support person. Mm-hmm. She's a part of the, she you is, know, she's a part of what you do. And she, so she's an extension of no what matter do, how absolutely. sometimes it's rough on you or I, or somebody on staff, then it's doubly rough on your spouse. Cause mm-hmm. they got to sit there and watch, you know, exactly. and try to help and, and exactly. all that. But, but then there's the, such the good times then where, yep. you know, you're like, Oh, okay, this is awesome. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, but for um, sure. Yeah. Anyway, happy anniversary. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yep. Happy anniversary, babe. Do you have anything else big coming up? I mean, we've got that, but well, that tops it all. That does top it all. Um, going camping this week. Oh yeah, yeah. So and it good. looks like you've got some most part possible thunderstorms coming in, but um, it looks know, cool at night. Sometimes it'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is going to get back warmer. I know we've got the Memorial Day picnic coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the last couple times we've planned that, the weather hasn't cooperated. But it looks like, as mm-hmm. of right now, if if the weather meteorologists can keep it correct um it looks like it's gonna be a nice day sunday for that 
Well, yeah, uh, it does look good. And I, you know, I was looking at the, the, you know, the forecast coming up, like right now it's 54, 55 mm-hmm. and, um, it's actually perfect outside. Yeah. It's actually really nice, but it, it actually looks like rain, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. but it's like 50, 60% chance. Right. Just and kind then, of pop up thunderstorms, yeah. I think. Saturday, 76, uh, Sunday, 80, um, Monday, 87. That's a little warm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it looks like next week. We are full fledged summer. It's like eighty eight as far as I can see. So yep. um so then you know, you got the other side of me who um hates the cold, but then you hate the heat and humid. And- like I tell like I've said, I mean I'm 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 very contented with the weather fourteen days out of the year. <laughs> and this is one of them. I would not argue with that. <laughs> I, I've I've experienced that. Yeah, yeah you have. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay, what kind of weather mood is he in? Exactly. <laughs> it's normally not a good one. <laughs> exactly. Hey, but at least it's not snowing. There's that. Praise the yeah, Lord. We've got a uh, another late game tonight. Mm. We'll start, a, uh, I think I looked, the Braves start mm. at 720 tonight. Our game's 815. Mm. That, that is a late game for 8 through 10-year-old boys. On a school night. On a school night. That's a. It's almost a crime, actually. It, it is. should never happen. It is. Not like, that, that's, not that young of age. That's a late game for me to be out there. That's a late game if you're a major leaguer. Right. They don't even start that late anymore. No. Seven very five, rarely. Very rarely. Yep. So, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. He so, got hit again the other day. Oh, well, that'll toughen you that's, up. I quickly. think, I think that makes five on the season. Oh, well, that's, yeah, it is a little he's, league. So. He's a ball magnet. Yeah. I was the same way when I was that age. It's, uh, you know, little league is, um, there's more hits on your body than there are off your bat most of the time. Exactly. So. <laughs> Here, the truth is though, like, especially for as little as he is, he's one of the youngest kids out there. I don't know that I've ever seen a kid get hit by a ball and then have a smile from ear to ear the whole way running down to first. He's like, Hey, I'm, I'm on base. It's like Pete Rose. <laughs> like he's got one hit on the year, but he's got like an 800 on base percentage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either walks, strikes out swinging, or he gets hit by a pitch. He's at no 27 and his on base percentage <laughs> is 675. It's crazy. <laughs> That's like Ricky Henderson is, uh, last couple of years he played. I mean, yeah. the guy couldn't hit, but he could still get on base. Exactly. Um, he'd get 65 hits a year and walk 120 times and his batting average was like, what that, what was it that one year? Like 223 mm-hmm. and his on base percentage was like 467. And, and the guy just, had 55 steals. You're like, and he could still, I was going to say, he could still run. And he scored 75 runs. Yeah. I'm like, gosh, crazy. He was fun to watch. Yeah, he was. Real fun to he watch. He was in his forties mm-hmm. at that time. Yep. So I got, uh, went through the car wash this morning and, um, and as I pulled in, I thought, I'll just breeze in real quick. It's Monday. Everybody's at work, you know, I'm trying to, you know, they're trying to get over this. I was 15 cars deep. What? 15 cars deep. Yeah, I'm like, does no, nobody work in Marysville on Monday morning around nine o'clock? It was the craziest thing that, uh, that I, that I've seen. So mm. uh, they moved, they moved all right. It wasn't yeah. as fast as I thought they would be. They were a little slow, actually. I wonder if they were having some, um, issues. At one point, I think the car wash stopped and I don't know if somebody did that, something, mm, hit their brakes or I, a lot of times I've yeah. been in there when that happens. Yeah. Mm. I was through yesterday afternoon about three. I got the picture. 30. Yeah. You got the Snapchat. <laughs> yep. And, and there, it was actually not bad at all. I didn't have to wait. Did I tell you about when I went through this past week? What I, I found? No, I didn't. So went through the Moo there beginning of the week and was out kind of drying it off. Yeah. And everything. And. Found out that somebody has already hit the front end of my car. They didn't hit it. They scraped really? it. But they gouged out a piece of the, the headlight, like the, the plastic right there on the headlight. Gotta and be then, kidding and me. then there's a scratch, but thankfully it's on the plastic. So like right, it, it, right. Does, it shows black underneath and it's a black car. So that helps kind of hide it. But there's a scratch about two inches long there. It's like, come on. It's annoying in it. Like I told you the other mm-hmm. last week, my truck got back. I saw that too. I looked at that. That's. Yeah, Rough. it's crazy. I, I, it's, it's just so irritating. Like and someone had to know that they backed into you. Exactly. You, for them to hit that that high, mm-hmm. then you know you backed into yep. you, somebody. But, um, I tell you what else is irritating. Yeah. <laughs> is I went to get gas today and I was on bone dry empty. Like my, uh, my, uh, truck as I was going in, it said low fuel and then I hit the button. It said good luck. You know what I mean? <laughs> drive in there. <laughs> yeah. And so I pull in and gas was 447 a gallon. Mm-hmm. 447 a gallon. And, um, I'm filling up a little, I'm bone dry empty and I end up putting in, um, $90 and 
I'm nowhere near a full tank. I'm sure. And, um, you know, it takes everything for me to, uh, to really be a Christian when, mm-hmm. when I do that because, uh, you know, when I think about the uh, stupidity that's taking place in the White House and in um, the government and them, both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, yep. they're both um, totally socially inept and they're, none of them are leaders. None of them know what they're doing. Yep. It's all for them. They, I, I'm sure they're getting money in their pocket from some, somewhere. But, um, you know, when I look at both sides of the aisles, Republican, Democrats, and even the independents send $40 billion over to Ukraine mm-hmm. while we've – shut down our pipeline we got people struggling gas economy food i mean i know you're, you're you you got to feel the hits yeah. of the food with yeah three you know three kids and oh man we and i are to... feeling the hits i mean our, our grocery bills doubled mm-hmm. since last year doubled yep and um you know i don't know if um you know when donald trump was campaigning or not if he if he knew what he was talking about if he's a prophet a genius or if he was just riddling off his head but he literally said year and a half into biden's administration you're gonna be uh, paying five to seven dollars for gas and you're going to be paying twice the amount of for groceries and that going if he's here not are. right here we are here we are and i think it's going to get worse but um um you know it's like hey what you know you just got to keep your focus you on roll, god and, and yep but um what uh, but when i'm when i'm thinking gas is 447 and i'm in traffic jams and mm-hmm. 15 cars deep at moomoo's and i'm thinking what is going on here? No, we don't seem to be dinged too hard yet. Right, right. Unless, um, you know, I don't know when that's going to come crashing down, but eventually it's got to come it, yeah, exactly. crashing down. Yep. So, um, but anyway, well, there's our Monday morning, right? There's that. There's our Monday yeah. morning. So let's go on a high note, right? <laughs> that wasn't a high note? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> On that note. So, no, we had a good day yesterday. Yeah, we real did. Good we a, real good day. I felt like it was. Pretty good crowd. And yeah. Actually, real good crowd. Yeah, we were pushing 300 again. Exactly. So that's good. Yep. I felt like the the energy in the room was really good. People were worshiping. People were. Do you singing. know why? I know why. Do you know why? I do. Because you, <laughs> we busted out some Hank Williams <laughs> Senior. You busted out Hank Williams with "I Saw the Light," and I'm telling you, we busted out Hank Williams Senior, but we did it in a little David Crowder version. You did, but it's still it's a good song. It is, and um, man, they were clapping. And I tell you what, I was amazed at is when the song ended in the first service. The first service like clapped. They uh, erupted, and then when you ended in the second service, they clapped. Right, and I'm like, whoa, we got some life in the second service right. today. This is gonna be awesome. So, yeah, it was yeah. good. But but no, I felt like the the entire service, the songs just fit. Um, and obviously, you know, we've had people ask us before, do you guys plan, you know, plan out the music with the message? It's like, no, not at all. Yes. <laughs> it just happens to work that way. Right? Yes. You know, and, and, and we've talked about that. You know, my process is I wait for your outline to come through. You email me your outline and then I take some time and I pray over that and I ask God to allow the Holy Spirit just to give me what I need um, to help me pick the right songs, if I pick right. the wrong songs, if I pick songs selfishly, just to open my eyes to that, to reveal that, um, and and to help me pick songs that right. God God wants us to sing to Him, and and so I I felt like yesterday went really well, just with that that theme of the light mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and singing those songs, you know, about the light. Oh yeah, and, yeah, one hundred percent. I thought it was really good. I thought the worship was good. Uh, songs were songs were good. Mm-hmm. I went a little bit over. I didn't notice. Actually, second service you didn't because Allison forgot to start the the countdown clock for the. So sermon. I was right on time. So I, I didn't mean, use any time. You didn't use any time. First service I was a little over. I was a couple minutes. Couple minutes. Over. But um, you know, I'm, I I've earned that. Well, and and here's the truth. You know, we went a couple minutes over sixty minutes, but sixty minutes is you pretty, know it, that's a yeah pretty short service. It is. I mean, when you do everything well. that we do, so yeah, I we agree. should extend them to two hour services. That means that I go fifty minutes. And we can do two Hillsong songs. Yeah. Yes, you would. Yeah, no, probably Those are the not. longest songs. They are. That's like um, and the old hymn, Bringing in the Sheaves, where there's like 900 right. verses. Exactly. Exactly, you know. Verse 17. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but no, it was a good day, and I, I felt like the message was, was really good. We'll get to that here in just a little bit, but just that idea of, you know, being the light. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like you said just a little bit ago when, you know, we've got – the darkness of oh, yeah. gas prices and grocery bills and economy and everything else crashing down upon us, we are still called as Christ followers to shine the light of Jesus. 
We are. Um, to keep our focus on him. It's easy to get sidetracked and keep it our is. focus other places, but if we keep our focus on God. Well, that's true because, you know, you look at the gas prices at 447 mm-hmm. and, you know, guaranteed by the end of this week, they're going to probably be 479, 489. Yep. And, um, you know, you start looking at that and it really gets under your skin. It really pulls oh, absolutely. you off. You just, you just, it, it, it's just not right. And, right. um, but that's what, as a Christ follower, it's really hard to maintain the balance of not getting struck on the 447 or the 489 or whatever that it might be and and get your focus on that because if you're focused on that, then your focus is off of God, and that is very hard. And um, I don't care how good a Christian you are and how sainted you think you are. It's right. Everybody goes. Oh, yeah. It gets on your grabs, It yep. grabs your attention. So yep. I, uh, I love uh, the verse that, you know, Jesus – said in Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16 he said you're the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket I love that instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father and I love that verse because Jesus is telling us, you know, you are the light of the world. You're to shine the light no matter what happens. And as you're shining the light of, uh, you know, you're to glorify God. You're not to get the credit. Yep. And because exactly. I mean, how many times have, you know, including myself, have we as Christians done something, you know, I didn't get thanked. This didn't happen. I, I you know, nobody appreciates me. You're not doing it for that. You're doing it for God. And um, so sometimes we get sidetracked on that, too. But mm-hmm. we are to be the light of the world. Yes. The light to, uh, of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I love that Priscilla Shire quote that you gave, too, kind of talking about mm-hmm. that. And I only have some of it. I've got the slides pulled up here. But it's, she said, we are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And wherever he leads us, we need to go and shine. That means your light is always on high beam. You shine at your job. You shine at your school. And you... Always shine the light of Christ so that the world will know who Jesus is. She's a lot like her dad, isn't she? She is. Yeah. And I tell you what, when when she says that means your light's always on high beam, that's something like her dad would say. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Except without the uh, Fu Manchu mustache. Thankfully, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. That's a. Good, she's right about that. Yeah. You, you shine so, the light of Jesus. No Christ. matter where you're at. Right. No matter what you're doing. No matter what's taking place around you. You know, Jesus said in John fourteen six, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me." Um, and then in First Corinthians three eleven, Paul says, "For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ." And and that's, you know, we talked about that a little bit yesterday with our kiddos, just um, we were having a conversation and we were actually talking about the fundamentals of baseball with Christian. Okay. And so I kind of reverted back to the sermon and I'm like, well, do you remember when Craig was talking about the foundation and, you know, you, and and we talked about, you know, the wise man builds his house upon a rock, the foolish man builds his house upon the sand. Right. And, and so we talked about that and it's, you know, we have a foundation in our Christian walk. And and if we are not building on the foundation of Jesus Christ, then we're not going to be able to shine our light. Mm-mm. And that's just the truth. And we have to be aware of that. And we have to right. keep that at the fore. It, we have to. And you've, you and I have talked about it so often. We have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to happen if we're not praying on a daily basis. It's not just going to happen if we're not mm-hmm. in our Bible on a mm-hmm. daily basis. You know, we have to be intentional mm-hmm. so that we're ready to shine. Well, not not so we're ready to shine the light. Um, but so we're always, like Priscilla said, having our light on high beam. Exactly. And, um, that's a good, good, a good point because, you know, the foundational things that, and I think we've talked about this on another podcast, an, an earlier one, uh, things have to be foundational. We have mm-hmm. to have, we have to have something to securely put our feet on. Right. And that's, you, like you mentioned baseball, you have those foundation, foundational things that you have, um, things that you have to do, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that, you are playing the game correctly, right. that you're doing what you're supposed to do. So if our feet are, are in God's word, we're praying, we're foundationally secure upon Jesus Christ, we are literally going to do what God has called. It doesn't mean we're not going to mess up and make an error right. like you would in baseball. Right. So if you do the fundamentals in baseball, you know, I remember um, listening to Joe Morgan who was um, – you know, played for the Reds back in the seventies and he was talking one day about, um, going to spring training. And when everybody got there, um, 
he said they had a team meeting and it was everybody, you know, so there were some minor leagues. So you know how big the, yep, the rosters right, are in right. spring training. And he said that Sparky Anderson would set them down and he would start talking to them about the fundamentals of baseball. And he said at that point, he said you had people who were in the major leagues for 10 years and some have been there for five years. And, you know, we all know the fundamentals, but he was so strict on the fundamentals of baseball. He said, so the first three days of spring training, all we wanted to do was get our bats out and hit, but he wouldn't allow us to do that. All we did was the fundamentals of fielding. Right. Because he said, if you cannot field, we're never going to win. Right. And he said, because I know you guys can hit. And he said, you can always learn hitting, but he said, you got to work on the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And he was throwing to the right base and scenarios and all that. And he said, um, by the time that they were opening day rolled around, he said, without a shadow of a doubt, he said, we knew. We knew that we were the best fielding team in baseball. And they right. were. Right. They best fielding team in baseball for like five or six years in a row. And um, it's because of the fundamentals. And and I think the same thing with us, the fundamentals, the foundation that we put our feet upon is going to allow us to do the things that God has called called mm-hmm. me to do. And it's very hard not to get distracted because, I mean, whether you're playing baseball, you can get distracted. Right. Um, you know, if your mind's not into the game, you're just out there, you're playing second base and you're out there, and your mind's not in the game, you can bump a ball and make an error yep. or whatever, throw to the wrong base, you know, whatever. Um, but same thing can happen to us. We get distracted by gas prices. We get distracted by the right. narrative of the world. We get distracted about how foolish things are. And we can start messing up because we've gotten off of the foundation and the fundamentals of, of right. what the Christian life is. Right. So, um, I, uh, I, and I love the, I read a verse in Matthew 16, verses 18 to 19, where Jesus is talking to Peter and mm-hmm. says, you're the rock, and um, you know, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And and I was telling everybody that um, this is Jesus. Jesus is the rock. Right. Jesus is the rock that we build upon, and that's the thing that we cannot take for granted in that it's, right. it has nothing to do with us or Peter. It's God. It's, exactly. it's Christ. It's what we have to build upon. Um, I love John Piper's quote. He said, we do not serve a crucified savior, but we serve a risen conquering king and his name is Jesus Christ. Don't give up the fight ever. The victory is ours. The trumpet of God will soon sound and whatever you do, never stop shining your light. Mm. That's good. Yeah, it is good because it's pointing your direction back to, to Jesus right. Christ. It's pointing your direction. This is where you're going. It's not gas prices. It's mm-hmm. not Washington. It's not this. This is where you're headed. Yep. This is what you're called to do exactly and i love you know for me my mind always goes back when when i think about the foundation of our faith and thinking about you know building on that solid foundation i always go back to what paul talks about and when he he says when he talks about jesus christ being the cornerstone right you know in a cornerstone and i love you know when jesus taught he taught in a way that that his audience would understand when paul right. wrote he wrote he knew who he was who he was writing to so they would understand but you know this could have been written you know yesterday and been applicable too but right. you know especially back then when they were building they would find you know a perfect stone um as the cornerstone and from that stone they would build the rest of the building correct and so everything would be, you know, essentially a 90 degree stone there that everything that came off of it would be perfect mm-hmm. and it would be in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what Paul is saying is Jesus Christ is that stone where we begin. Mm-hmm. He's our beginning. Mm-hmm. That's our foundation. Yeah. And everything we do that comes off of Jesus Christ points back to him. Um, and so we have to make sure that as we are building our life, you know, as we're building on that foundation, that it's in alignment with Jesus Christ. Good point. And so for me, that's just, I love that imagery mm-hmm. that we get in the New Testament there that, that Paul reminds us of. Mm-hmm. And so that's just something that we have to be reminded of daily of, yep. you know, yep. does this, you know, is this decision in alignment yep. with Jesus Christ? Yep. Because he's my foundation. He's my cornerstone. And it's really difficult to think like that. And it's, you have to be intentional to for think sure. like that because yep. uh, we don't, we're not wired that way. And right. so we're not wired to just really give it all to Christ, you know, we, the old hymn that we used to sing, I surrender mm-hmm. all. Yeah. You know, all to Jesus, I surrender. I, I'm going to call bogus on all mm-hmm. Christians because we don't do that. I don't. All to Jesus, I surrender, I freely give. Yeah. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're not doing that. I mean, we, I mean, if you just look at, uh, you know, I don't either. I, I would love to do that. Yeah. And, um, the song should be, um, you know, I surrender some to Jesus, right. you know, because, um, but we really do need to surrender all to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when Christ is first place, it changes your priorities. 
and um, it changes everything about you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just think it's really important to to, to try our best to be in, in, intentional about that. Yeah. I um yesterday we were talking about you know the spiritual world and how we need to focus on the spiritual and. Don't focus on what is seen, right? Gas prices, Washington, the narrative of the world, but we need to focus on what is unseen. Unseen. So hard to do. It is. And because I'll be honest, I got distracted this morning with that 447 gas price. I just wanted to punch the pump. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and I did. I actually, when, you know, you you got the hit which one you want, I did hit a little extra hard. Right. It made me feel a little bit better. But, uh, anyway, um, I, uh, you know, you you get distracted by that, and, mm-hmm. and you maul that in your mind, and, and, and I don't want to get sidetracked by right. that. I don't want to get sidetracked by that. So told a little story yesterday about Elisha and his servant as they're heading into the city of Dothan. I love and, this um, account. I do, too. Syrian army surrounds to try to capture Elijah, and the king sends the entire army to capture Elijah, and it, it's the craziest thing because Elijah's talking to the king of Israel and with what the king of Syria is going to do before the king of Syria makes up his mind. Right. And I, and I love this. So, um, you know, and I read a scripture, I won't read the whole thing, but they're, they're really trying to come up and they're trying to surround them yes. and get them. So what happens is the servant of Elijah kind of looks over this wall and sees that there's this entire army. I can't remember if I said this in both services or one, but when I picture this servant running back to Elijah, I almost picture him writing out his resignation, like, I don't want to right. do with yeah. you anymore. I'm done, and let's consider this yeah. contract null and void. But this is the account, Second Kings 6, verses 15 through 17. It says, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and he went outside, there were troops and horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what do we do now? The young man cries to Elijah, do not be afraid. I love that. I, mm-hmm. How many times in the Bible have we heard, don't be afraid or do not be afraid? But don't be afraid, Elijah told him, for there are more on our side than theirs. Then Elijah prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let them, let him see. Is that not a good prayer? Yes. O oh Lord, open his eyes and let them, let him see. I think that should be our prayer too. Exactly. God, open our eyes and let us see. But anyway, the Lord opened up the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw the hillside around Elijah. It was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Mm-hmm. So God revealed to him what was around them. Yes. So let me ask you something. And I didn't bring this up yesterday. Let me ask his opinion. Do you think if we were allowed to see the unseen, mm. what do you think we'd see? Think we'd see horses and chariots of fire? Maybe maybe there are. Yeah. It's I don't great, know. It's a great question. I, I don't know. Mm. Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's something different. I, I don't know. But... I believe in the unseen. Oh, absolutely. I believe in angels. Mm-hmm. I believe that God moves in the spiritual world more than we see actually people, exactly. what they do in the physical world. I believe that with all my heart. Mm-hmm. And so I have to believe the unseen world is there and it's right there with me. I agree. And um so it is a very good account, though. And mm-hmm. it's a very good account. And I think it's a very good account of showing uh, that point of there are two different worlds. Right. There's the boots on the ground, mm-hmm. and then there's the boots you cannot see. Right. And those boots are more powerful than, than right. what's sitting on the ground. Exactly. And, um, you know, it kind of goes back to the um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. When they're in the fiery furnace or, that, or you know, they're, or they're, before they go there, they're, you know, they're standing and they're talking to King Nebuchadnezzar, and they're like, even if you kill us, we're never going to do this because we know that God basically is in control. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that. Like, you, you can take our life, but we're not going to die. We're, we're going to be with God. Right. Our life continues. So do whatever you need to do. I'm going on to the next thing. Right. Heard something funny the other day and I can't remember. I was listening to Sirius XM radio and, and it was a sermon actually. And I can't remember who it was and cause it didn't have their name logged in on the screen. Right. But the guy was talking about death and he said, it's like, uh, being shoved from one room to the next. He hmm. said, it's, it's a doorway to heaven. You just get shoved in and y- you don't miss a beat. And I thought, right. oh, that's a good way to, you know, to look at it. But anyway, um, but I think that we have to look at the, the unseen world. And I think we need to realize that we have the spirit of God, you know, yep. living in us. Um, first John four, four says you belong to jo- God, my dear children. You've already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I agree. That's at our disposal and in our power. And we've talked that, you know, 
too often we neglect that mm-hmm. and we don't tap into that spirit exactly the way we need to. Exactly. Yep. 100%. Um, yesterday I mentioned a couple foundational truths that we need to, one of the foundational truths that we need to believe is that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Mm-hmm. Foundational. You have to believe that. You yep. have to believe that. You have to believe that. And, um, and I, um, said that we have to come to that, you know, that conclusion. And, um, you know, and the first church turned the world upside down with that message that Jesus mm-hmm. is the Christ, the, the, the Son of the living God. And the next foundational truth that we need is that, you know, the truth of God's word. Yeah. We have to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. We have to believe that God's word is true yeah. from cover to cover. And I'm telling you straight up today, there are Christians who don't believe that. Right. I've talked to them. They, they talked to them recently. Yeah. What they want to take from the Bible. Exactly. 100%. And so they don't believe God's word is solidly 100% true, and they don't believe some areas of it. Yeah. So if you don't believe that, so I don't know what you're believing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I read Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. I love it. For the word of God is alive and powerful, and it's sharper than any sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. And I love verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Mm-hmm. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. God knows everything about you. And he is the one whom you're accountable. Mm-hmm. I'm not accountable to Joe Biden. I'm not accountable to this. I'm not accountable to that. I'm accountable to God. Period. End of discussion. And that's it. God knows everything. He knows everything about me. Um, we're exposed to God's word. And when we're exposed to God's word, he shows us what, what we need to do. And that's why God's word is alive and powerful and shows me where I need to change, shows me where I need to grow, to, shows me where mm-hmm. how, how I need to mature. Exactly. That E.V. Hill quote was really good. Too. <laughs> Isn't it good? Yeah, I'm going to let you read it because I've got half of it cut off again. He said, uh, think about this. Uh, a sword was the common weapon of the day, and if you were going to protect yourself or go into the offensive, then you needed a sword. According to the Bible, the Word of God is a weapon for the child of God. If this what is if this is what we can possess, then why don't we? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Very good question. Why don't we? And... um, um I think yesterday I said in both services, here's a thought. We have so many churches in the United States of America. We have so many churches in the state of Ohio. We have so many churches in, in Union County. But why is the world so messed up? Yeah. Why are we so messed up? And my conclusion is that we have stopped shining the light of God. We've stopped yeah. having grit. We've stopped steadfast. we stopped enduring. Mm-hmm. We have just gone along to get along for so long. We didn't want to make waves. We didn't want to be the, the you know, the sore thumb sticking out in the middle of the yeah. group. So we have just decided to go along to get along. And I'm telling you, and I know some people disagree with this, but I blame the Church of Jesus Christ for not doing their job. And mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about since March 2020. I'm talking about for the last couple decades or yep. more. Yep. I, I, I can actually see it since the mid-90s, maybe early 90s, that we've stopped doing our job. We, we have been so focused on us. Mm-hmm. And we have started watering down the gospel of Jesus Christ. We got into this whole seeker-sensitive thing that we got to be seeker-sensitive. We, gotta, right. We, right. we don't want to look like a church. We don't want to be a church. Then why are we a church then? Right. And so we did that. We watered down the gospel of Jesus Christ. We wanted to blend in. It was the greatest hoodwinking of Satan that I've ever mm-hmm. seen of the entire church of Christ. And honestly, at first, I, I started to get into that too. But mm-hmm. I, fully, I, I, I pulled out of that because I thought, this is not right. This is this totally goes against what right. God wants to do. There's no repentance of sin. There's no calling of the cross of Calvary. There's no washing of the blood of Christ. There's no, I need to work this out in my salvation. It was all yep. about, let's be seeker sensitive. And so, literally, we have dropped the ball. And I'm going to say over the last 30 years... That is generation after generation that has grown up under that. No wonder we are where we are. Mm-hmm. No wonder we get so hoodwinked so easy and go along to get along and, you know, listen to the media and the government tell us what to do. We're, we're, we're literally like, they're, it's like Satan is literally leading the sheep to the slaughter. Right. And we're allowing him to do it because we won't kick back. Because, oh, we just, we don't want to be seen as that person. Why not? Mm-hmm. Jesus kicked back. Yep. Apostle Paul kicked back. Everybody in the Bible kicked back. Why are we not kicking back? Mm-hmm. Why are we not doing what Christ has called us to do? Exactly. All right, I'm done talking. That's good. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, but but with that too, you read Second Timothy one seven through eight, and this is is so true. But I feel like it's something else that we 
we fall into. It goes along with what we're talking about. It goes right along with it. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And, and, and you know, you have to have all three of those together. Power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And we've talked about it. You know, if you truly love somebody else, you're going to tell them the truth of the gospel. You're going to tell them that what they're engaged in is actually sin. Can God forgive them of that? Yes. Mm -hmm. But they have to ask, like you said, for that repentance. Mm -hmm. They have to turn from that and and turn to to God. Right. And so, you know, we, we can't we can't just sit back and and be timid. No. You know, we can't sit back and and think we'll let, you know, maybe somebody else will take care of that. Exactly. We have to proclaim the gospel, we have to proclaim the truth and we have to to be vocal about it. Exactly. And that's a good point because um I love the last part of that that verse 8 where so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And um but we are. We we won't speak up with family or neighbors or friends or coworkers or even other church people or other Christians, we don't do it for fear of what the ramifications might be. And, um, you know, I, after the whole COVID thing, and, and I've always been outspoken and I, and it's, and it, it's kind of always got me into trouble, but, uh, but after COVID hit and I started watching everybody and I watched everybody, how fearful they were and how much have a lack of faith that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in that series of, uh, put on the, you know, the full armor of God. Right. And, right. um, we were in that and I decided, um, after praying a lot about this, that God was telling me, you got to go down a different road. You got to be upfront and honest. And, um, honestly, I prayed about it. Didn't start it till August. Mm-hmm. And I did a couple other things prior to that because I, I honestly, I, I knew what God was calling me to do, but I didn't want to do it. Right. And I still don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. There's things I'll get up and say that I literally don't want to say. I, I have, I don't want to say because mm-hmm. I know, I know that. I'm just going to say this, okay? So if anybody gets offended, I'm sorry up front, but we have a lot of snowflakes. We have a lot of beta men. We have a lot of people who are just kind of woke as, mm-hmm. in the terms of our society, mm-hmm. where if you go against the terminology and you speak the truth right. of God's word, they're automatically offended. And if you're a Christian and you're offended, you need to search it out and stop being offended. Mm-hmm. You need you need to grow up. And go you back need to, to mature. You need to go back to God's word yep. and grow up. Because I'm just telling you straight up, you're being you're just being immature about this. And, you, and it's like a it's like a child that's out of control. You just need to grow up, and um, and I know those things are tough to hear, but that's just the point of it all. I'm not here, and I don't think any of us are here to make you feel good. Right? You know what I want at the end. I, you don't have to like me, and you don't have to like what I say. But mm-hmm. if you die and you go to heaven. Praise God, hallelujah, yep. we'll make men's on the other side. Amen. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all about you going to heaven. Yep. So I don't care if you like what I say and how I say it. Mm-hmm. I want you to go to heaven when you die, and I want your kids, your grandkids, and your family to go to heaven when exactly. they die too. That's all that matters to me. Anything yep. else? I don't care. I don't care what worship songs we do. I don't mm-hmm. care what we worship in. I don't care if we sit on pews. I don't care if we sit on five-gallon buckets. I don't care. Mm-hmm. All that matters to me is when you die, you yep. go to heaven, yep. and you take as many people when you when yep. you go. That's all that matters to me. Yep. And so, um, I, <laughs> I read a um, the Associated Press in March did a poll. Right. And I asked everybody, anybody ever been called for these polls? Because I've never been called. Have you? Me neither. Nope. Where are they getting their polls from? Who are they calling? It's the Associated Press, so you know it's right. probably uh, it's probably some kind of liberal poll. But anyway, they had this poll where it says number one is a religious extremist. Um, is religious extremism a problem? And number two, what are the signs of religious extremism? And 82% of the people said, yeah, religious extremism is a problem. Mm-hmm. I was shocked at that because as I read on, I was like, oh, there's probably 50% because we're all 50%, but it's right. pretty daggone high. I mean, I don't know how many people they polled they didn't say. And they went on to say what religious extremism was. Somebody who reads their Bible in public, somebody who talks about their faith in at the workplace, somebody who attends church more than two or three times a month, somebody who gives their money to a religious organization or to charities or somebody who's pro-life. Hmm. You're a religious extremist. Congratulations. Exactly, 100%. I just think it's just the craziest thing. This is the, this is the lie of Satan. So here's what we've done. We've watered down the gospel of Jesus Christ for the last 30 to 40 years. It's been all about the church. It's all about us, what we want, our likes, our dislikes. Yep. And guess what? That's why most of society thinks that there's religious extremism. And right. That's why they think God and God's word is religious extremism. Mm-hmm. You run the clock back 60 years ago. Nobody would have ever thought that. Nobody. Even even people who didn't go to church, people who didn't love God would say, oh, that's not right. Yep. That's not right. 
you know, they, there was some respect still for the church and, and for God. Yeah. Um, craziest thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and it all points back to, you know, where, where our foundation is. And you talked about right. that again. And, and here's the passage that I alluded to earlier, Ephesians 2, 20 through 21, where, where Paul talks about Jesus being the cornerstone. He says, together, you know, us as, as Christ followers, Christians, we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. And you mm-hmm. talked about how mm-hmm. when we leave this building, mm-hmm. the temple of God goes with us because we mm-hmm. are the temple. There's nothing special about this building. No, not at and all. We could tear it down today and build a new one, and the new one's not going to be any more special than this one. No. Because this one isn't special. This no. is just a, a, a blessing that we have to be able to meet together. Exactly. And, you know, we, we get hung up sometimes in the building and what it looks like mm-hmm. and the songs and everything else that we miss the point that we are the temple of God. Exactly. And, and we should be built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, I love that reminder that Paul tells us, you know, that, that we're, we're a holy temple, mm-hmm. you know, for God with Jesus as our cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, We'll skip down here a little bit where later on, you know, I was talking about there's two things that we need to do to put in our building project. There's probably more that we need to do, but right. these are huge. Number one, we got to have faith in God. Yep. You literally have to have faith in God. So, and I, I think I said in both services or at least one that, um, you know, what I found out in March of 2020 is the lack of faith that the Christian people had and the right. Christian community had. Mm-hmm. I was shocked and I don't get shocked by much, mm-hmm. but everybody was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I never once thought that. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I didn't. I didn't believe it from day one, mm-hmm. and I just. I kind of just kind of let everybody work their issues out. But I just. I thought it was the craziest thing I ever heard. Right. I thought it was the nuttiest thing. I, I. It was just the way they went about this. Fifteen days to flatten the curve. Oh, we're going to extend it to this. We're going to extend it to that. Our governor just. Oh my goodness! It was just one thing after another. Mm-hmm. People falling head over heels. They were Fauci. I mean, this guy's a fraud. This guy's a fraud on everything he's ever done. And mm-hmm. so we put all of our faith in the government, all of our faith in the media, all of our faith in these numbers. When the numbers were skewered and they weren't right, but where was the faith in God during that mm-hmm. time? We we really had the time to shine as a Christian church. And um, one of the things that we did, which I would never do again, is shut down. Mm-hmm. I'd never do that again. I'd never do it again. Yep. Now, God did bless us during that time, mm-hmm. and he worked in our working it out, mm-hmm. but we were three, two or three weeks into this, and I was already like, we got to get this thing open. Yep. We got to open this thing back up. We got to do this. And um, I, um, but so we got to have faith in God, even in, um, Jesus told his disciples in Mark eleven twenty two, literally, have faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um the Hebrews eleven six is it impossible to please God without faith? Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that He uh, that God exists and He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. How about the John Stock quote? He's that was like, good. He's he like said, God, John Piper too. It, very yeah, very good. He said, "Faith is the lifeblood flow of everything a child of God can ever possess. Without faith, you are out of circulation, like your blood stops popping." Mm-hmm. He's right. Yep. That is huge. You, everybody can say, you know what? I have faith in God. Do you know how you, do you know how you know how you, have, how you have faith in God? Put it to the test. Exactly. Yep. Now you know how deep your faith is or yep. if you have faith at all. Um, financially, mm-hmm. health issues, um, you know, that was the one thing that, um, you know, when you, unfortunately for you, um, you weren't feeling for what, good for whatever your, reason. You weren't feeling good on your COVID vacation. No, I don't know not, why you weren't feeling yeah. good. You're sitting down in uh, Dublin for a month, and, right? You know, it was a wonderful time. I would, but, it was just I was down there for five days. Yeah, but. I know. But anyway, you know, and that was the thing that I thought you did. You did well. You shined the light of Jesus Christ. You kept being strong. You showed your faith, and I was, I was proud of you because you know you're tested during those mm-hmm. times. You're tested to either, you know, even to give an inch. Because if you give an inch, right. then you're going to go backward even that much more. But you just, you just held, you know, you just held your ground, and you know, I was not worried for you. I was concerned, but I was never worried because um, uh, I actually. I, I had faith that you mm-hmm. were gonna you were gonna be fine, yep. and um, and I actually knew that God was gonna work this out. And you know why I thought this? Because God was gonna use that for His glory mm-hmm. to say, "Stop being, stop, stop kowtowing to this thing." Right. And and it did exactly 
what I thought it would do because I've talked to, I don't know if I've told you this, I probably have, but I've talked to probably six, seven people who said that you were a really good example to them when mm. you had COVID and came wow. out of it. Yeah. And, um, so I, uh, that's exactly what you did. You know, right. you shine the light of God, you shine yeah. the light of Jesus Christ. You, you, you know, you go through a problem, you go through, and that's where your faith is literally tested in the middle of something that is, you can't deal with. So right. what are you going to do? You're going to yeah. freak out. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. You can freak out for a moment, but you can't live in the freak out state. Right. Right. But we have a tendency to live out in the freak out state. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there were a couple of, of very important things that really got me through those couple of weeks and, and really the the one week I mean obviously the first week and a half when I was at home and I just it had hit me and I, I really felt like I had the worst case of the flu that I'd ever had. You know, that was one thing. Um but then when when I started having the breathing issues and ended up having to go to the hospital, that was kind of a different situation. But through that whole time I was I was very similar to you. I wasn't worried. There were a couple of times that I was concerned when my right. my oxygen levels were tanking, but I knew one that I had a ton of people praying for me, mm-hmm. and I knew that, that God was listening to those prayers. But the other realization, and it, and it didn't just happen now when that took place, but I've always been, I've always been a glasses is half full type of person. Um, I try to see the good in things. And, and I've known for a very long time that, that God is not surprised by anything we go through. And God knows exactly when my day is going to come for me to leave this earth. And the truth is, is that as much as I don't want to leave this earth right now because I want to see my kids grow up and I want to, you know, continue to have another 14 years of of marriage with my wife and I want to, you know, enjoy the things that this earth has to offer. The truth is, is that this earth is not my home Mm -mm. and God knows the day when I'm going to leave this earth, when I'm going Mm -hmm. to die. And death is is inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen unless Jesus comes <laughs> before mm-hmm. we die. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me, I actually found peace in knowing of you know, hey, yes, I believe that God is going to see me through this, and and I knew I was in good hands down mm-hmm. there, and that you know they were great. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know, kind of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if mm-hmm. you know God is still mm-hmm. going to you know hopefully use me, but you know, he's still going to be there with me through every step of the way. Right. And and so obviously, like you said, I did pull through and things finally right. slowly got, you know, got better. I was able to be in here that first week that we had Dave Mason in here leading worship and Allie and I got to argue with each other because we um, ran the stream room together. It's a beautiful marriage. We had a couple other people, um, you know, got got the sickness, got exactly. the bug and weren't able exactly. to be here. And so, you know, we we're in here running the stream room together. And um, and so, you know, God saw us through that. But it yeah. is it's it is really about keeping keeping your focus on right. on Jesus right. and, and making that the foundation and shining that light you right. know and and that is my prayer is that you know I'm able because like you said things aren't always great no you know but how am I able to keep my focus and keep no. my eyes on Jesus exactly through the tough through the darkness no and shine that light in those in that darkness well it's also a good point you brought up that you know this earth is not our home mm-hmm. and we get so secure in our things and our houses and our cars and our families and yeah. our you know vacations and and everything that we lose we lose the purpose and the focus of what we're supposed to be driven by right. eternity and eternity in mind because if you live with eternity in mind then you're concerned about people who don't know God mm-hmm. and so Adrian Rogers I don't know if you know who that is Baptist preacher I love yeah. him I absolutely love him he died several years ago love to listen to this man speak but anyway he um I was listening to a sermon of his a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about this world's not our home. In fact, think think about ripping this off because it's so good. He said, um, this world is not our home. He said, he goes, raise your hand if anybody in this room has ever taken a vacation for a week and you were excited to get there. And, you know, people Mm -hmm. were chuckling, raise their hand. He said, let me ask you, he said, after you get day six, day seven, raise your hand if you're ready to come home. Yep. And most of the people shot their hand up. Yep. And he said, you know why that is? Because you're not home. You're on vacation and yep. that's not your home. Yep. It's nice for said, a little bit. Yeah. And he said, and that's what heaven is for us. He said, heaven's like that for us. He said, this is not our home. He said, mm-hmm. and we need to look expectantly at going home. He said, right. And he said, I'm not saying the world's a vacation, right. but what I'm saying we can't get sidetracked on this being our home when it's yep. actually not our home. Exactly. Our home is in heaven. Yeah. And the truth is, is that God has given us something while we are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the second, um, thing that we need to put into our building project. And that is that we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, Matthew 
16, 15 through 17, he, he said to them, Jesus, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Simon was on it. I mean, Simon, you know, and, and I, I don't know, I can't remember if you, you made this comment, but it's like, did, did God reveal this to him? Right, right, or, right. Or what? But Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And, um, then on down in Acts 1-8, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you said, where where are the ends of the earth? Richwood, Ohio, yep. Marion, Marysville, Delaware. Exactly. Wherever we go. Exactly. Where we that's go. the ends of the, wor- at ends of the earth, and we are to take the, the truth and the hope of the message of, of Jesus Christ with us yep. and tell other people. Exactly, 100%. And, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us through that. Exactly. You know, and I pray I pray sometimes. I know you pray a prayer very regularly of, God, allow put people in my way, put people mm-hmm. in my path today that, that you need me to tell them about mm-hmm. you. And a lot of times, you know, sometimes it doesn't even have to kind of come off that way. It begins some way different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I pray in those moments of, God, if I do have a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. give me the right words. Mm-hmm. Give me the words that, that they need mm-hmm. um, and that's going to convey your truth exactly. to them. Exactly, 100%. And um, I, I do constantly pray that, and um, if not every day, but uh, at least five times a week I pray. Yeah. Put somebody in my way and that they're ready and, and you'll give me the right words and it will hit right at the right time. Yeah. And, um, we do hit at the right time, but it's not always my timing. And, um, I'm sometimes don't want to do it, but resistant. Reco- I've been there, but I recognize it. And all of a sudden I get this like, Oh, this is, this is not, yeah. this is not just by coincidence that this has taken place. And, and it is amazing what God, what God can do. And, um, have a story, but I'm not going to share it right now because it's really lengthy and I'm, it's not worth going into, but sometime I'll share Special it. Special podcast. Yeah. Um, but, um, something that happened on that occasion like that, but I just ran into the person again and it was, um, how their life has totally changed. And wow. I, I was, I was very emotional about mm-hmm. it. And, um, so God works, man. God, God is, God is alive. God's word is alive. God, mm-hmm. his spirit is alive. And, um, he is much more powerful than the 447 gas prices yep. and, and gas could be, I guess, 1447 and God is going to do what he needs to do. And we're going to keep doing what God has called us to do. And, um, and I just pray that we'll, that, that we'll do that. We I just, just may have we'll, to do it from our home. We may, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We may, we may have to not go to church anymore and just podcast from the, exactly. exactly. So I asked the ending question. Yes, you did. Are you li- are, are you shining the light of Christ in your life and in your world? Mm-hmm. And I think I ended by saying, because a lot of people come to church, they're just church attenders. And it's all about going through the motions. It's all about going through, you know, giving, taking communion. And once they leave the church, it's over and done with and, and I'm out. Yep. And that's not what church is all about. Right. Church is, uh, we've already talked, this is, we, we come together, we meet, we pray, we, we get inspired, we, we, we fellowship, and then we leave here and we do what God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. We, we literally become the light of right. the world. Right. And for some, for some of us, and including myself, I need some grit to do that. I need some grit to do that. I mean, yeah. I come off sometimes like, oh, you know, he's just running down this path. But every now and then, I, I need, I, mm-hmm. I need to dig into the grit, man. I need steadfastness and endurance because sometimes I just want to do it. Absolutely. And a lot of times, it's just me. I don't want to do it. Right. Because I just, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I'm stubborn. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. And um, so you stubborn? Yeah, a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> don't tell my wife. I won't. Okay. Promise. Promise. Okay. <laughs> She knows. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. I agree with that 100%. But yeah, so good stuff. Um, be the light of Christ. And um, this coming Sunday, we have the one, the only, the Justin Bieber bromance man, oh, Brandon Lord, Chenault. I was going to say don't build it up, especially don't build that up. Goodness. <laughs> uh, you've already built it, bro. Yeah, I didn't I, have nope. to do it. <laughs> I'm excited about this. You week. wearing your yoga pants Sunday, by Negative. the way? We haven't talked about that in a while. Negative. How are those yoga pants? They have not been worn. Oh, come on. They haven't. Okay, I went by your house the other day. It was like toward the evening, and I saw you in your yard prancing with Jasper with your yoga pants. Sure. <laughs> That's what you want to tell everybody. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Sunday. 
Sunday. Yeah, no, we're going to be talking about sanctification. We talked about that a few weeks Ooh. ago. Ooh. And and I remember, you know, you were like, that would be a great sermon topic. And so I thought, well, what better time than now? It's because that is one of those things exactly. that you have to have grit on. Exactly. You know, we have to have grit because salvation is an everyday process of striving for that holiness, striving to be more like Jesus. Well, and, uh, you know, people get, uh, people get hostile at me sometimes for preaching. They're not going to be, they're, they're going to be hostile at you. Sanctification, that's a whole new ball of wax right there. That, that, that convicts everybody. Well, I'm and, just and convicted I, by the word sitting here. Right. And that's the truth is, you know, and we've talked about it. You can't come to church for an hour a week and then be good and think that that's no. all you have to do. That's, that's all the requirements. And not that it's a requirement, but because of what God has done for us, we should strive mm-hmm. to be more like Jesus and and to realize that our life is an act of worship every single day, no matter where mm-hmm. we're at, what we're doing. And so, yeah, it's it's gonna be good. I thought about just showing a John Piper clip for about thirty minutes. Make sure he get. Make sure he's on the on the day where he's a little bit understandable. Understandable. Sometimes I have to listen to the same clip about six times because I'm like, what did he just say? Exactly. Like he just turned my brain upside down, and it feels like mashed potatoes. Right. Can you imagine him teaching college? Oh my! I'd be, be like, done. my brain would just be like, be I need to change classes. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Can you give me the cliff noted watered down version? <laughs> exactly. So then the next Sunday, we um, June the fifth, we're going to be having LifeWise Academy Sunday, yep. and so what we're just asking is that people would begin to pray, um, pray mm-hmm. about how God wants to use them yep. in that LifeWise Academy. We've mm-hmm. talked about it. We had Todd in here before, um, but it, it is a um, program that they're going to be offering here at North Union mm-hmm. for elementary. I can't remember the exact ages um, or grade levels, but um, they're able to pull them um, out of school for, I think, an hour um, once a week and to teach the Bible. Exactly. And, and it has to be off campus, and they'll be talking about that. So uh, we just encourage you to be here for that Sunday, mm-hmm. um, but also to be praying about how God wants to use you in that. Exactly. It may be to pray for them. It may be to volunteer. It may be to give financially. Um, and so just begin to pray about that. We're looking forward to that. Be good, Sam. It'd be a good day. It's going to be a good it Sunday is. for sure. So this coming Sunday, um, is, um, going to be our Memorial Day picnic. We will meet at the Ackermans at 2 p.m. and we will eat at 5. Bring, uh, any yard games you want to play. Bring lawn jarts. Lawn jarts. Let's go. I'm catch down. one, catch one right in the ear. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, bring fishing pole, bathing suit, uh, pond, I'm sure will be cold, but if that um, tickles your fancy, uh, enjoy. Um, bring, uh, a lawn chair, towel, uh, blanket, whatever you want to sit on, um, and just come ready to enjoy side dish or, um, or a dessert to share with everyone and meat and drinks will be provided. Tell me more, Mr. Announcements. Hey, let me tell you what you can win behind curtain number one, Craig. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if you guys are on this mailing list or not emailing list, but Todd Norquist sends out an email every mm-hmm. Monday about the blessing box. Yes. And if you're not on that and you'd like to get that, I would encourage you to contact the church office and we will get you on that. On or you that can list. go to richwood.church forward slash sign up and right there on the sign up page, there's a box you can check for the outreach ministry emails. You are really good. There you are. You are really good. There you are. So, as I'm in the wrong profession, you are. Yeah, yeah, you are. Just be like a baseball announcer that way. I I would love to do play by play. Let's go. I would. I'd love to do it. Um, but anyway, the blessing box. We, um, we thank you guys who help out and who've given money, who've Mm -hmm. donated, um, who've served. Um, blessing box is there if you need it. If you're struggling right now and you need food, do not hesitate to come. That's what it's there for. Yeah. I mean, we all may need to come to the blessing box if gas goes any higher, right? right? But, um, Todd sends out this email every week, got the email. So I want to, uh, just inform you what they're at, what we're actually looking for this week. If you, uh, quickly, if you're not on the email list, uh, he says, we need peanut butter, smaller size jars work the best. And there need we need oatmeal in individual packets. We need spaghetti sauce, canned vegetables, corn, beans, peas, carrots. Uh, we need ketchup. I love ketchup. Do you like ketchup? I love it. Mm. Shampoo and conditioner and deodorant. I could use some shampoo. I wonder if they wonder what's out there. I don't know. We should go check. I'm a diva when it comes to my shampoo. I use this special tea tree stuff. Really, Justin Bieber? I know you are. Right? Hey, it's good. It smells good, too. It smells like peppermint. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. The uh, Young at Heart 
are heading to Amish country Friday. They are. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Are you going? I'm not quite old enough. Are you going? I'm not going to be able to go. No, I'm going to be camping. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, just one more thing to put a bug in your all's ear as you're listening. Um, children's ministry needs volunteers and, um, they need volunteers because it's a busy time of the, of the year mm-hmm. and, um, they're putting together the new curriculum. So I'd like to just ask if you're listening to this and you're not volunteering in any area that if this is something that you would like to do either in elementary or the uh, preschool, uh, you can talk to Sue Ellen Ackerman, Anita Brads or, or Sarah Smith and they will tell you what the needs are. You can pray about that. You don't have to make a decision right then, but think about getting involved in that and helping out, you mm-hmm. know, maybe, uh, you know, once a month, a couple times a month or whatever. And, um, um, we, we really do take seriously our, our young people mm-hmm. knowing who God is and who Christ is and having a relationship with Christ. And, uh, the new curriculum is going to be great. It's going to be fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, um, so just a lot of stuff that's going in on that. So if you guys, even as you're listening to this, just pray about that and think about yep. that. That would be awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think that's all I got. Is there anything else going on? There's a lot. There is quite a bit going on. Yep. But, um, Getting to be a busy time of year. School's almost out. There is that. There's that. Yeah. How many more baseball games you got? Uh, we've got tonight and then five, so six. Six counting six tonight. Six more games? My yep. goodness. How many have you played? About six. Man, is he getting paid for that? No. I think anything after eight games at that age, you need to start getting paid for it. Right. I did tell him if he got a base hit into the outfield, I'd give him 20 bucks. Really? Yeah. You're like, can I play? <laughs> That'd be awesome, actually. Uh, these pitchers might be too fast for you, though. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't see as well as I used to. <laughs> right, exactly. So, well, hey, thanks for listening. We hope that you have a great week. We hope um, that you have a safe, good weekend. Again, we hope to see you this weekend. You're forgetting to tell. You're forgetting one other thing. Oh, good. As what, you're signing off. What did I forget? We're not going to be podcasting next That's Monday. right. We will not be podcasting next Monday. Are we going to do it later in the week? Yeah. Well, maybe Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday. We will strive to podcast next Tuesday. Try to uh, podcast on Tuesday sometime and get it out in the afternoon. Yep. And so you can get ready for that. So we'll all be joining and I'll be coming, heading home on Monday. So, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you'll be doing be hanging with yoga family. pants or something. I don't Hanging know. with my family in my yoga pants, minus yeah. the yoga pants. Eating Tim Beebs and drinking. Um, what's the new Beebs drink? Brew. Beebs Brew. Beebs Brew. No, it doesn't come out till June 6th. Man, I tell you what. I'm going to try it. Oh, we have our Bitmos and everything. I know some of you bought the, um, t-shirts and everything. And we need to update them anyway because hairstyles are changing. Hairstyles have changed. Maybe we can get your Bitmo in yoga pants eating a Tim Beeb with a Beebs Brew. I'm down for that. Minus the yoga pants. But can you make yourself a hair smaller than what you have in the other one? Because I, we're almost the same height in those. I think either I have shrunk or you've grown. I, I think we are almost the same height in real life, aren't we? Almost. Almost. I yeah. mean, it depends on your definition of almost. Yeah, almost. I mean, there's like six or eight inches difference. It's not that that's much. That's close. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not that bad. I'd go with it. Just keep it the way it I'll is. Keep it. Yeah. Nobody will know. <laughs> and with that. And with that, we're going to sign off. So we hope you have a great week and uh, we will catch you next week, but not on Monday. See ya. Later. Thank you.